Welcome to From the Valley Podcast with your host, Tim Wilshere. Welcome to From the Valley Podcast. This is episode 27 on Friday afternoon, the 15th of February 2019. It's been another long week. Um, we'll get through some of the stuff that's even gone on in my week, but uh, I've got a good uh, guest with me here today. He is a on the uh, board of the Valley Chamber of Commerce and has been, I think, for a few years. Uh, welcome along, Ben Trouse. G'day, Tim. Thanks for having me along here. Yeah, so Ben Trouse has a company called Surge Media. Uh, so Surge Media, tell us a bit about what Surge Media does, Ben. So we, we are a video production company, um, corporate and commercial uh, projects, um, tell people's story, I suppose, a uh, marketing company, yeah. So, and when, how long ago did you start Surge Media? Look, yeah, Surge is uh, about nine years in now, and um, yeah, started, I suppose, saw the need to sort of uh, do some uh, corporate commercial videos, yeah. Excellent. So, um, but always based in the Brisbane area over that nine years? Yeah. Had a bit of a look, um, obviously you've got some fairly high profile clients that I see uh, on, the, on the website as well, so... Um, go through, probably share some stories possibly later on on some of the client success stories but uh, it's obviously very important uh, what you do with video production um, because obviously we're in a digital age right now and and obviously that this is the way forward uh, things are a lot more searchable video now than text um, and video is more prevalent so we'll get your thoughts on all of that uh, as we go through but mm. whereabouts did you grow up Ben? So where were you born and uh, that sort of thing? Yeah so I was born in South Australia in Adelaide up in the hills um, so near wine country? Yeah, near wine country, yeah, McLaren Vale, near McLaren Vale area. Um, beautiful place to grow up in the hills. And, yeah, we lived there till I was about 21. So all your adult life, oh, so all your youth, basically, yeah, was yeah. spent uh, uh, in McLaren Vale? Or? Yeah, no, um, Hawthorne Dean, Blackwood, um, went to Blackwood High School. Mm. And um, look, it was it was great. I suppose by the time I was twenty one, it was you know couldn't, to get out of couldn't wait yeah. to get out of Adelaide. There was it was uh, kind of slow back then. It's definitely is changed. It, is it a place that you'd tend to want to go back to live, or was that something you'd probably never ever consider? Now that you know you obviously lived there in your youth, and sometimes when you think of your original home, your youth, and where you grew up, sometimes you think, well, I wonder what it'd be like to live back there. What, what do you think about? living back there in the future, is that something that's probably not going to happen? I suppose when I was younger, um, I didn't want to go back to Adelaide. But um, looking at it now, I recently went down to Adelaide for the tour down under. Um, although it was really, really hot, <laughs> it's, um, it's come a long way. It's a really beautiful little uh, city. There's a lot of good establishments and it's really thriving. And I, th- I see a lot of energy in Adelaide. Um, so, yeah, it did cross my mind that it might be a nice place to move back later on so oh, really? it's okay. definitely changed yeah yeah i mean i only spent two days in adelaide in my life that i can remember <laughs> um and that's last december just gone and uh we spent as many of hours as we could sort of going to a few cellar doors up and up and around um you know wine country in that yeah. sort of area yeah. the barossa valley in particular yeah. um obviously didn't really go sort of sort of into the the area that you grew up but uh and adelaide as a town some really old historic buildings um places like glenelg i think were really nice yeah absolutely. Um, so it's definitely got a lot going for it adelaide as well um i'm not sure why they sort of half an hour behind the rest of the eastern coast has always seems a bit strange to me yeah but it is what it is at the end of the day we're we're here now so your childhood in adelaide up to the age of 21 and then where did you move to from then uh ben 
Yeah, I moved to Sydney. Couldn't wait to get out of um, Adelaide at the time. And um, I wanted to take on the world and, you know, be an artist. And I didn't really know where to go, but Adelaide wasn't the place. And I couldn't afford LA, so I headed to Sydney. And um, I didn't actually know what, what, what I really wanted to sort of do. I knew it was the arts and whether, you know, painting or, or just had no, no clue. And I suppose met a direct... Well, I was working at a cafe in, in, in Sydney... What sort and, of, and what are you doing at the cafe? I was making coffee. Was okay, a barista. barista. Yeah, yep. yeah. And um, a director came in a lot, and I knew he worked for Foxtel. And I said, "Mate, get me out, get me out on um, on set. Can you get me out on set?" And you know, I was like twenty, twenty one, and he got me out, um, you know, just as a helper, a runner, and that was it. I was just hooked. It was a, it was um, just a Foxtel commercial. And um, Claire Richardson, uh, she was second AD on Star Wars and Matrix. And she was fantastic, wow. and she just saw the energy and the enthusiasm that I had. From there, met Rob Harriet, which was an art director, and some other people, and I suppose just worked my network and got my my contacts through there, and just kept meeting new people, and then sort of slowly got into um, very consistent work in the TV and film industry, um, and freelancing and. I uh, was lucky enough to do run of show uh, on um, All Saints, a medical drama. Yeah, which, I remember All Saints. That yeah. was, was that back in the nineties, or <laughs> was it? Yeah, I suppose it might have might have started back then. I only started on it in uh, two thousand and five. Okay, well, might have been too, Might have been the early no, noughties then. Maybe, yeah. but that, that was filmed out at the old Ep- Epping Studio, and I, I was on that for nearly five years, which was. So you would have met Georgie Parker? No, it was, no? I, that was um, before my time. Oh, was it? So okay. I came, came on. After um, jo- yeah. John Howard and... Oh, um, good old John Howard. Yeah, John Waters and, and the rest of the crew. That, that was great, great times. And, um, yeah, and sort of fell in love with, you know, obviously filmmaking and telling a story. And I suppose that's where I sort of learnt the craft. Excellent. So, that, that no, that's really good. And, and what other sort of... Uh, any sort of other movies, films, TV series shows that whilst you're in Sydney... Yeah, um, that you sort of that sort of I guess ring a bell or yeah. that you remember. Well, I mean, I, I had a passion, absolute passion for music, and so music videos was um, something I did a lot of, and you know, was lucky enough to work um, work on you know Greenspoon, uh, Ever- Greenspoon, Evermore, wow. Living End. Uh, There's some classics here. That's yeah. that's classical stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so did some big music videos, uh, you know, all the Idol sort of stuff. Um, Casey Chambers and all that kind of stuff and it was great it was like you know good art department good props good setups a lot of fun generally you know two three day shoot wrapped up pretty quick and I loved them I loved, I loved the, the, the piece of art that is the music video so did a lot of those and obviously a lot of international commercials so Budweiser JCPenney Old Navy because there was a lot of I mean Sam McGuell a lot of beer commercials they all came over from overseas with with a skeleton crew from overseas and they crewed up mm. in Sydney to do their commercial and it might, might go for three, four weeks. And so, you know, you're making really good money um, doing these commercials. And I was in a really good um, group of people, good network of people in Sydney. So that was my start to sort of using my degree. My visual arts actually came, came in pretty handy. So I uh, found myself really enjoying the art of film or storytelling, yeah. Excellent. So in Sydney... It was like a fast-paced lifestyle there. Did you sort of, you feel like you just didn't have too much time for yourself, or? Yeah, that's, re- that's a really good question because 
it, it took me a few years to get into Sydney. That I mean, you'd pay fourteen dollars in tolls. I mean, and you didn't have the e tag thing. You'd have to have change in your car. You know, <laughs> change in your car, your stuff. So you sort of there was a lot of how times have changed. There's a, there a few times where I've I've actually gone under the boom gate with with the car, you know, in, in tow of another car. So just because I didn't have any money, but yeah, it was a hard. It's a hard pace life in Sydney, and it took me a couple of years to get into that pace from from Adelaide but once I did I lo- I mean I thrived in it Sydney was awesome love it love Sydney yeah no it's a, it's one of those places you either I mean you, you can like it but obviously I mean how long, how many years did you end up living in Sydney oh in Sydney oh gee I was probably there about 8 9 years yeah, yeah. excellent and then sort of, sort of then then you moved to Brisbane after that yeah then moved to Brisbane um 2009 and um I suppose I was exhausted from doing all the run-of-show stuff I had been doing, the larger crews, and was dying to sort of do something a little bit more relaxed and less stressful. I mean, sometimes uh, I was, you know, on set for 14 hours, 15 hours, and that was that would go a week. So I met a gentleman that sort of invited me to collaborate, and he, he was a web developer. We ended up starting Surge Media, um, and, you know, I was doing little company videos, which was fantastic. I was involved in all stages just doing a little story it was very relaxed and then yeah i suppose i've built surge media into into what it is today i tell you you've got a couple of minutes i just wanted to, to sort of share a story and to the listeners that happened to me this week mm. uh, which sort of covers a little bit of what um surge media would potentially do with clients but this was something a bit different so what happened was on monday out of the blue i received a um an envelope in the mail no, it was courier dropped off here at work. Didn't have a sender on it. It opened up the envelope. It had a blue card, had my name, Tim Wilshere, director, and the number 693. And I said, I didn't think too much of it. I said, oh, that's weird. That's probably spammy. That's, you know. And then the next day, so Tuesday comes along this week. And, uh, and then um, a little, you know, another envelope comes. And in the envelope, it's like a little... Um, <laughs> It's, I'll take a photo of you, but yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it it's, it's a dog tag with a chain and it's actually got Tim Wilshere engraved, director, 693. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is this? What, what the, what, what's going on here? I've got and no sender and I yeah. didn't, we weren't able to chase the sender. So, yeah. and I was actually going to Sydney the next day and um, I was expecting, well, there's got to be a, three times a charm. There's got to be something else that comes in the mail, the ne- you know, on Wednesday. So anyway, whilst I'm away, this big, this big box arrives on Wednesday. Big box, open up the box. It's a suitcase. So a suitcase, you put the number 693 in there, opens oh, up yeah. a suitcase, yeah, very cool. and it's got this Zimbabwean money in it, all this Zimbabwean currency. Yeah. And it's got a little business card there called taketherisk.com.au. Can you afford to take the risk.com.au? So, and actually, oddly enough, I had a meeting and put everything together, I had a meeting with our supplier, which was a, um, a company and, and trust set up place. Yeah. Um, and, and, and at that stage, I waited. For, I just waited for that meeting. Just to, I didn't go any further. We were, you know, come here on the Thursday morning. Came back from Sydney, had the meeting. Anyway, and then they had this video. They plugged it into the website. And it was a three and a half minute video. And on this video, they'd filmed this video in Zimbabwe, right? So they'd gone to Zimbabwe. They got some actor over in Zimbabwe. And he was basically saying, you know, the Zimbabwean currency is worthless. Um, you don't want this to happen to you. Um, you know, you don't want to go to like a clear docks or a cheap 
imitator provider of of our you know of what we provide as a quality yeah. service. So, but it was about three and a half minutes of video, yeah, and it was yeah. just it was just so weird. But did it entice you to the product? I mean, I don't know about touching on the negative, I suppose, but it's obviously he got a qualified lead, which is you. But and, I was the guinea pig, so yeah, they yeah. were already a, I was already a customer. You were a customer. You were already a customer. So it was. Promotion to you? Yeah, it was promotion. I got a free halibut uh, zero briefcase out of it. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't know. That might be worth a few hundred dollars. I'm not sure. But the, the strategy is that they're actually going out to these places and, uh, you know, to, to targeted people that they want to yeah. do business with. Oh. And they'll get a briefcase and they'll get the whole message. And oh, you're, you're definitely talking about it now. And I don't know how many people you've, you've spoken to about it. So it's probably a pretty good, it's pretty, different. Um, pretty good little device that they've got. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely got, gave me what the you know. Yeah, I don't know about touching on the negative. That's that's a bit strange, maybe. But um, yeah, okay, that's that's a different form of marketing. Yeah, but yeah, it was a video production. I think they'd done it reasonably cheaply, but still yeah, looked we okay. Didn't, we didn't it, do that. it was black and white, sort of. It was okay. this actor that mentioned Axis will help you, and they help okay. you know, all this sort okay. of stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was quite interesting. Um, so yeah, that, that's just an example of what happened to me this week. <laughs> pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, so going back to Surge Media, you've had, yeah. you've had some pretty good uh, high-profile uh, high jobs in and around yeah. uh, the Valley in Brisbane yep. and 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 all of that sort of stuff. Um, what would be some of the most rewarding jobs that you've done under Surge Media that sort of come to mind? Anything that you can share in that regard? Oh, uh, look. Um there's quite a unique story. I mean, it was 2000 and uh, I think 12 or 13 and I took eight people over to India for a documentary and that was through Surge Media. So we, we I leveraged it off Surge. But yeah, I took I did a three-week documentary in India and it was it was a unique story. Um, yeah, it was, it was a great story. I mean, just briefly, I'll tell you about a story. There's a devout warrior and a pious goddess and this devout warrior who is a, an Indian who lives in Perth I found out is going back to India to marry a pious goddess and what a pious goddess is is uh, a prostitute that they've got out of prostitution right. and instead of them relapsing and going back into prostitution they have to marry them off to good men and um, <laughs> a guru said you know has, is there any devout warriors that will marry this prostitute and um, this gentleman in Perth said yeah I, I will and we follow his story going back to India to this guru ashram <laughs> to marry a ex-prostitute which is, 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 is a really great story yeah so that's that's a highlight um, and it was a very scary uh, to to eight crew I was really worried for their safety because um, of being in India or yeah because being in India so I just I had a mate that's ex ex army um, Gavin, a bloody legend. So he was he was, <laughs> was he like a bodyguard. He was, was a bodyguard hired for logistics, and he he just did a fantastic job. And so that was a real real highlight uh, job. It was fantastic. Yeah, doing that one. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of stories out there. You know that where you've uh, something you know really memorable has, has come out of a job or something like uh, you know you, it's given you a lot of you know this is the reason I do this. You know it's it's yeah, like. I, yeah, I think um, every well, I, I tend to look at um, video projects as a clean slate, and um, how can I tell this story differently? I don't tend to use templates or anything like that. You know, our videos, search media is very bespoke, and all our animation is is pretty unique, and each video is kind of a little bit different, and we've got a, I suppose, a, a style, and 
it's great looking at how, how you can even it's just a you know it's a, it might not be a, a massive company but how can I tell this story differently and and so that's so that's I guess, rewarding so I guess with what surge media does as what you just said there you, you make it fairly unique for each experience mm. as unique as you can and that must be yeah is that, is that really a point of difference as well as what Surge Media brings to the market? Do you see like some of your competitors just keep cooker-cutting yeah, stuff? Or? I, think, I think I do. I think um, I've always wanted to build Surge up to a, a really big agency and you know, take on you know, some other big players in the industry. But I'm sitting in a really nice little position doing you know, these great yeah, big, big, big videos. Um, yeah, it is, it is rewarding sort of looking at a clean slate and making it your own. But yeah, that, that is our point of difference, I suppose. And we don't find it difficult. Oh, I don't want to toot on, but we just we don't quite we don't really find it difficult to come up with those good ideas. It sort of seems to flow with my team. And so, how, so how big is your team at the moment? Team, we've got a team of six at the moment. Nice, nice, nice size. Very, very nice size. I've had it larger, and I don't want to get any bigger. But no, that's. that's um, I think that's been a big, massive learning curve. If you want to tell, talk about learning curves, like dealing with staff and having them motivated and just getting that real rapport as well as um, that motivation. I mean, you don't want to go into work and have to motivate people. You want them to go, are you doing the best you can for this job? So any any sort of tips that you sort of learned on, on what makes uh, people in your industry motivated at work? Money, I would say, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, money. money. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you need to pay people right. For yeah, what if you pay worth. people right, it's very important. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. Do they want to see it as sort of enjoyable work? But uh, yeah, but, but I think I mean, they need to be challenged still, don't they? And they still need to be challenged from the point of view of okay, you got to you know keep pushing them a little bit as well, just to get the best out of it. Yeah, I suppose it's lucky for, in my industry. I mean, it's it's not bland. It has a certain little bit of like glamour, if you like. You know, you whack a camera out, and everyone sort of has a bit of pride that they're in the crew doing this production. So I'm lucky that I've got people that they obviously love video and they love that aspect. You don't really sort of find someone in video going, oh, I don't really like this. You know, this. So that's I'm really lucky like that. You get a lot of passion, but then you get a lot of people that just can't walk the walk. They can talk the talk. So finding that those staff that can really walk the walk is is challenging, and then trying to keep them, I suppose, and just keep them happy. And, and I think that's... Only you know in the last few years I've become a better leader or manager of people, and yep. I think that is the biggest asset a business owner can have is how to just have that harmony in your workplace that everything's humming, people are motivating themselves mm. and not you know drifting apart or lo- looking at the clock or you know upset that they didn't someone said something and they, you know so I suppose um, I think that's that's pretty important. Yeah, definitely. And having a small team like what you've got there, I mean, do you really sort of is it? Do you do a lot socially amongst the workers? Do you like yeah. go on a reasonably regular, um, you know, things to keep things churning over? Like you know, the function here or there or. Yeah, I mean, I have plenty of good food in the office and lots, okay. lots, lots to eat and drink, and, and make sure I take them to lunch. You know, once a week. I know that's quite that's, often actually. Uh, isn't is, it? You think that's often? Yeah, a lot well, of people have said that. It would but be. <laughs> for, for me, I think uh, it's a good time. You know, to they like that. I mean, they're rare. I mean, I often say this: don't take it for granted. But it's great, to sort of get all the crew out, go for sushi. It's not that expensive, and yeah. you're just creating that harmony, and, yep. and they're happy. And and you know, I suppose so. 
So yeah, yeah, I spoil I spoil them a bit, but you know they spoil me by by working their ass off. So it's great. No, that's really good, and I think certainly we're, we're guilty of that here. We need to probably spend a bit more time sort of making things a bit more social. Uh, but it's hard. But it's hard. It it's is. Hard. It's not easy. Um, and you get sight, and, and you sort of become too focused on other things. And but that, yeah. but you, sh- but that's a huge part of anyone's business. And I think move- is the well-being of mm. your staff, and you know, not only is money going to keep them happy, but they need to feel that it's an inclusive, um, you know, inclusive uh, environment uh, where you know everyone feels like they're part of a team and. What better way than going out, you know, for for lunch once yeah, a week sure. or something? <laughs> so, no, that's that's very good. And when did you? Um, I guess before we get to, to um, the valley, um, mm. what do you see the future of Surge? Do you, do you, what sort of succession plan is yeah. there, if there is one? Um, do you do you feel like someone will join you, or do you want to join somebody else, or is it yeah. a matter of you you might build your business up to, to where you've got a sellable asset? Look, I don't. Um, I haven't really thought of it like that. I, I think, um, yeah, I haven't really thought of something like it's, it's not a sellable asset or something. I, I really love Surge Media as a brand. I think that that, that was a real hard. Uh, you know, people used to go see Ben for a video. Go see Ben, and I had to really like consciously four years ago. You know, try and shift that around to Surge, and I think I've done that. It's got a really strong brand. I have a lot of marketing managers come up to me and say, you know, yeah, your brand's pretty strong. It's, you know. It's got a lot of um, sort of uh, synergy over across all the platforms, which is which is great. Um, exit strategy haven't thought of. I would invite a partner partnership. I think I've had a, a partnership. It was great for a long time. However, there. And how no, long ago was that? Yeah, I suppose three years ago. Um, yeah, uh, took on or you know we we parted. Um, I think partnerships are great. I think they can be really... You really have to be in it for the right reasons in the sense of, like, um, bring different things to the table, but you have to actually manage both of your workload so that you're putting in even mm. amounts. Once that once that sort of gap is, you know, someone's doing 80 and, and then someone's doing 110, it, it kind of, you know, there's a, it starts to become weight on someone's shoulders and then things fold. So Yeah, yeah that's, but I, that's always the thing. There's got to be yeah. an understanding with... Okay, we we're going to remunerating ourselves this way. We both we've all got to accept it right now. Mm. If we don't, then it doesn't work. And we've got to all agree that we're putting in whatever effort. And if someone decides to put in more or less, then you know, if if it becomes an issue, let's talk about it. You know, simple. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, how it sort of works here. And how I've seen it be successful, I guess, is that you've got to there's got to be that sort of understanding as well. So. Networking is something you sort of do like to do. Um, I guess, did you do much networking when you were in Sydney at all? Did you do, get much Look, up to much there? That's a, that's a good question. Look, it's, they're both very different states, obviously. And mm. um, in Sydney, it's a different kettle of fish. I mean, although I was doing a different style of work, I wasn't owning a company. I was You're freelancing. Sort of more so I was the company. Yeah, yeah, I was a freelancer, mm. but mm. art director and whatever else I did. But... Um, networking would be yeah going to the after rap party and you know talking to the producers and just getting to know the more the producers they're the ones that hire you so you know and then talking to directors the directors were the ones that hired me as an art director or if I was a production designer mm. um, 
And so it's different style of networking. But coming to Brisbane, I learnt very early on that it is a big country town and it is all about networking. It is all about that drive of um, meeting someone and um, that's how business really thrives in Brisbane and you really need to embrace that. Um, so from early, early on... Um, my business partner at the time, we were in uh, um, one of those breakfast networking organisations that was, you know, it was good for its time. It could helped me get my elevator pitch, helped me work out how to sell myself and talk to business people, um, which was great for, so for what it was So it sounds like those sort of things developed your skills that, that yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I think um, when you outgrow... Make you be a better leader as well, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely, definitely. Um, and mm. outgrowing that kind of networking... Avenue. I was looking for other networking opportunities like you know, Valley Chamber, which is, I think, well, it, one of the best chamber in Australia um, with um, a very rich and very experienced um, uh, team of members. Um, and especially I'm really privileged to be on the board with some absolutely fantastic board members. So how many years ago did you first get involved in the Valley Chamber? Look, it would have been about three or four years ago, and um, Danny Sinclair from Benga Designs, he got me involved. He he said, oh, you've got to get a part of, you know, come up, come to a, to a meet and mingle. And Was he on the board as well at some no, stage? No, no, he hasn't been on the board, but I think he, he's eager to, to contribute. So, okay, yeah. Yeah, so, um, I, and I thought, look, from the first uh, meet and mingle, it was, wasn't, wasn't clicky. It was, it was really sort of get to know you. Um, and a lot of great businesses floating around. I thought it was just an, e- an excellent run chamber. Yeah, definitely very, very well run chamber. And obviously, if you've only been around four years, I mean, that means you've sort of been... Because you've been on the board for a couple of years yeah, at least. Yeah, two years. So I was pretty straight on, yeah, I suppose, yeah. So you obviously, um, I guess, spoke to the right people, got, it, got uh, you know, obviously well-versed. Because it's definitely a privilege to be on the... The uh, board of the the Valley Chamber of yeah, Commerce, the yeah. mo- most vibrant uh, chamber in Australia, as we sort of alluded to, and as as what you said, it's the best chamber. So um, <laughs> it's definitely has a really good team, and it's, yeah. it's there's a lot of fun involved in in the chamber. I mean, I think Murray said they run about we run about forty events a year, so yeah. there's, all, there's there's always plenty on the calendar. There is, there is. Yeah, it's there's um, a lot of training stuff. There's you know your lunches and. Meet yeah. and mingles. What what type of events do you like the best out of the ones look, that they Look, I think the breakfast uh, and lunch lunches are, are, are like I think they, when they get they, a speaker involved, yeah. and, and you generally you know it's a different sort of style, and you've got a bit more time to to talk to the other businesses there. Um, one in mine in particular that I did did like was um, when Young Care got up and spoke at uh, Cloudland, which was a great. I think seven, 2017 it might have been, yeah. Yeah, I think that was, that was a really, really poignant talk he talked about. Um, and uh, I can't remember his name, actually. CEO of Young Anyway, it was, it was a great, great lunch. I think the lunches hold a lot of value. But, yeah, the meat and mingles just as good, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that Young Care, I remember that. That was that was very good. I mean, I, I do like the participation of not-for-profits within the chamber as well. I think mm. you don't see that in many many chambers yeah, yeah. so it's good to have people like the Royal Guide Dog or the Guide Dogs uh, involved leukaemia um, I've seen Chaplain the, the, lo- the local Rotary Club as well mm. in the valley uh, Chaplain Watch they've got a ball coming up uh, here's a little thing here uh, on the what date's that the 8th of March that's not very far away I think I've got my ticket yeah black tie um, fundraiser 
So is that is that on your in your calendar? <laughs> that is. I will definitely be there. Um, we're sponsoring uh, as well. Uh, Surge so Media is. Surge or? Media is is uh, getting involved, and I think the Chapman Watch is is just a, a fantastic charity. You know, helping um, and giving you know the sixteen to eighteen, or eighteen to twenty one year olds, you know, in the in the valley, you know, with distress. Um, one thing they do is they they shield the police and and let the police do the policing and. And the Chaplain yeah. Watch are there to sort of help out. If you don't know what the Chaplain Watch do, they um, they are in the valley predominantly on the Friday and Saturday nights, and they're uh, helping. Um, you know, you might have some vulnerable, you know, girls or guys that are a bit maybe tipsy and and don't know what to do or something's happened. So the Chaplain Watch are there to sort of give them comfort and um, look after them. That's in a, in a nutshell, but. Mm. I invite anyone, if they're listening, to go out and research more about Chaplain Watch and get involved because it yeah. is such a, a good thing they do. Yeah, episode nine on the podcast, we had Lance Murgard oh, on as a guest. Fantastic. Um, and we all know about him. Yeah. So if they've listened to that podcast or go back and listen to it, that uh, is, is very – it's a great podcast. This gives you a bit of insight into to Lance's world. Yeah. Um, it's probably one of the better podcasts um, on the list, but not there. There's always a lot of them, so – but that one was memorable because uh, Lance is different to any other person you'd ever meet, uh, just like anybody else. But just different in a in in a way that sort of heart heart sort of tugs at the heartstrings, I guess. What what he's sort of you know capable yeah, of, yeah, yeah, and yeah. coming up with this. So. Yeah. So he needs the support. I suppose the valley's always the valley with the valley chamber. We we've really supported him in the last couple of years that I've been on the board and. Um, you know, and personally, Surge Media getting involved yep. the last couple, yeah. So, you know, it's a very unique uh, charity that he, that he, you know. Yeah, it's on our charity golf day benefactor list at the moment. We haven't formalised it, but that's uh, I think one of the three that we're looking at yeah. supporting this yeah. time around, and that's obviously associated with the Valley Valley Chamber of Commerce as well. So. Uh, tell us a bit about the Valley Chamber of Commerce uh, from your perspective. What's going to happen for the rest of this year? You obviously had a. Have you had any couple of any board meetings yet this year? Or? We we just had one uh, this week and yeah. um, first one of the year. So everyone was um, stretching and getting the cobwebs out. And um, no, we're looking to have a really fantastic year. One what we're we're looking forward to and putting a lot of energy into is the uh, King Street Business Festival. Um, so that was uh, on last year too. Was, so tell yeah. us about this year, what, what's in the work so far. Well, I suppose we are taking the feedback that we got from uh, from the vendors and the people. What, what sort of feedback did you get? Well, you know, I'll keep that. I'll keep that. We're just going <laughs> to like. act on the feedback and mm. bring the talks and the workshops down together and maybe squash it in a bit more and really sort of go hard because it's it's just such a good event and King Street and Len Lease get on board. Um, and um, you know, I suppose have, having businesses spruik their business and um, workshops, what could be better? And King Street is such a really uh, vibrant little spot down there. So yeah, really looking forward. We're we're, we're really going to put a lot of energy into this year, uh, a lot of build up, and hopefully get a lot of other organisations together. So we're going to try and well, we will pack it out this time. Last year was was massive, and this year is going to be even better. No, it was, it was very very worth attending last year, and it was good just to have this uh, recorder around, getting a bit of getting a bit of uh, content for the podcast that was actually um, 
turn into a podcast, believe it or not. Oh, so, so that was, um, I think they chose some really good people up on, did. on stage they as did. well. And yeah. it, I think that was well done. Yeah, Murray Sutherland really put um, a lot of energy into So that. I'm not sure what you can do too much better. It was actually really, really good. But we'll see. I'm sure they'll just find more stuff that's to, to make things better, I'm sure. So that's really good. Um, what else? What other things are in the works? Look, coming up, we've got um, the Dale and Carnegie uh, Breakfast Workshop. Um, we've got a Meet and Mingle uh, on the 28th of February. Um, you can see all the details on the website. So what's uh, the, the next, uh, is it 360 or something? What's the yeah, name of the place? R- room 360. Um, is that in uh, QUT or something? Yeah, it is. It? it is just at the back, sort of through there. Yep. Um, that should be a fantastic one, and if you haven't been there, you've got to got to check it out. Certainly, I haven't been to that particular building, no. Yeah, and then obviously, eighth uh, of March, the Chaplain Watch Ball, yeah, uh, Black Tie fundraiser, Cloudland, um, is it? Yeah, yeah, and then the twenty eighth of March, um, Bernie Lane, which will be great. And that, is that a meet and mingle? That is a meet and mingle, yeah, yeah. So that's just a few on the. On the cards, 2019, but it's going to be a jam-packed year. Yeah, definitely. Do you think the board obviously seems to get things done as well? I mean, obviously there's a lot of events that they run. Is there so much of a strategic plan for the actual chamber itself? Is there more, more of where it's... Do you think it's going to be in a few years' time What different or...? Look, I think there's there's always hurdles when you're in a board and, you, you know, sometimes, um, you know, slow. We've all got other businesses that we run. However, we're giving our time to you know, move things with the board, uh, with the Valley Chamber. Uh, I think, yeah, I think that things will always run smoothly when you've got um, harmony in, in the top level. Um, and at the moment we do. It's been There's two new board board members that have came, come on this year, um, uh, which are just adding different uh, aspects to an already dynamic group. But, yeah, I suppose getting things done, we... Um, Murray's been a great leader in, in helping sort of designate jobs. So it's been good, yeah. I mean, do the, does the... I mean, at a typical sort of board meeting, is there lots of different business items that are discussed? Like, does it go for a long time? I mean, what really sort of... Or does it just go... There's motors no, no, for all I don't know if we can talk about what happens at the, no. at the top <laughs> level. No, no, look, I mean, we do, we do a lot of workshops on the um, the vision of the Valley Chamber. Okay. So yep. how, 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 how we're positioned, yep. what's our target, who who, who is an ideal customer or an ideal member yep. and how can we service the members yep. um, we're always thinking about price point is this price correctly we've mm-hmm. got a, a website that we're redoing and, and that's be out soon which will be great and that will hopefully add more value to the members so there's a lot going on uh, a lot goes into it and then you know of course you've got events and making sure um, you know uh, locations are happy and stuff like that so yeah a lot goes into it and you sort of found being on the board sort of a learning experience for you you sort of is there, there's many is there many things that you sort of learnt along the way yeah it's always a learning experience I, I think um, you know um, taking taking uh, your skill set in a business and and moving that to a board is, is great and you sort of add value where you can and where your sort of you know superpower or strength is and um, and that's what I've done and, and been doing, you know, helping in the marketing aspect and, and also, you know, how to, to position um, different aspects. But, um, yeah, yeah. I guess from the outside looking, I mean, you see a lot of respect amongst the, the board members. The board members seem to, mm. from what, from, I mean, might be different internally, but on the outside it looks, it looks like that everyone sort of respects one another and they know their sort of role and, yeah. and they seem to get the job done. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, you know, and obviously, yeah, Murray's 
you know, in a good position as leader, and he's, you know, it's probably, I think, uh, he's he's sort of motivated enough as a leader. I think as well. I think he's got some, you know, he's got some go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not not easy to to be a front man, I suppose, and Easy does a great job, and we all really respect each other, mm. which is very important. And you know, we've all got one one goal is to sort of you know better the Valley Chamber and better our business and better our, us individually. And I think that. Uh, for me, you know, you mentioned is it a learning curve? Of, of course, it's a learning yep. curve for me. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it and and learning a lot. Um, and I think that um, the more you can get on with people and just have that harmony, the more the better outcomes you're going to have, and the and, and the faster outcomes you're going to have. So, yeah, it's always a learning experience, and I'm I'm thriving, loving it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a trivia night coming up for, for Apex if you're interested in yeah. 30th of March 2019. We're having our big trivia night, um, tables of eight usually, so supporting a good cause, Prostate Cancer okay. Foundation of Australia. So, yeah. But uh, that should be good, so put that in your calendar, everybody. Uh, we'll, we'll, you'll no doubt you'll see some promotion for that coming up, but um, that's really good. Um, I guess uh, is there any particular person that sort of you've sort of looked up to as a mentor uh, that sort of helped you in life generally or helped you in business? Um, what do you think of what motivates you? You know to sort of succeed. Yeah, yeah. Look, there's a couple. Um, there was a production designer that I work with in uh, Sydney named George Little, and he was. Um, I worked on with him on uh, JC Penny commercial when they filmed here the six week commercial which was great and he he production designed uh, Dark City I think it was and a few other big movies but he he was an inspiration because he just sort of said you know you've just got to have that confidence and go for it like you got to believe you know and you're great you know you are great you've got to sort of believe so that was a really big um, you know I would think I was twenty one. And, you know, for someone to say, you know, you've got, you got to believe, like, you know, yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Um, uh, you know, when you're young, when you're that young, you sort of want to take on take on the world. Um, and another big um, inspiration would be James Cameron, you know, just trying yeah. to move forward with all, all his... So, yeah, James Cameron, the director of the Titanic, uh, yeah. was probably what he's well most known for. What else yeah. has he directed? He's oh, I did Avatar. And Avatar, that's there's, right. There's a lot more, uh, yeah, yeah. So no, he's he's definitely. What about someone like uh, Peter Jackson? Is he sort of? Yeah, I think he's a great director in his own right. I'm I'm probably not as not not really a Lord of the Rings fan. No. I'm probably gonna a lot of people are gonna turn off now, but <laughs> never really been a you know. I think that he he has his vision of that story, which was which is yeah. a great great vision, but it wasn't really why. Yeah, and, what, and what's your sort of opinion on someone like Spielberg? Yeah, Spielberg's got his own fans as well. I think that he's done some great stuff. I think E.T. and, you know, obviously Raiders of the Lost Ark is a downright favourite, especially um, what, he, what he did there with George Lucas. Um, yeah, he, he's an outright genius, really, isn't he? I mean, mm. um, he's a little bit um, sort of maybe mainstream for, for me, but his early stuff's just yeah. unreal. So what, what are your favourite type of films, and what do you, what do you actually like to watch? Uh, look, I think what I like to watch is... Films that are just entertaining the whole way through. Or so more they, action based or no, more no, drama just, based or just anything. I suppose just that you sort of forget you're watching a movie. You actually get drawn into it, and you you actually forget you're watching a television. I suppose whether it's drama or, or what's, what's an example of something that would resonate to you? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, well, look, I mean, The Bounty was a movie that 
is I, I recently went back to and watched. I'm not sure if you know it. It's um, Captain Bly, we, an early movie with um, Liam Nielsen and Mel Gibson. Now, I recently went back and watched that, and it's an old 80, 84 so it's 19, back in the 80s, is it? Or it's 1984 or something yeah. like that. Like I couldn't remember the year, but look, I watched that recently. So it was called I, The Bounty. Yeah, get into it. It was a great movie, and I found myself forgetting I was watching a movie, and because every single step or scene was entertaining. So that's sort of what what I like. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. 1984. Spot on. There you, go. <laughs> there you go. Anthony Hopkins was in it as well. Okay. Yeah. 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 So he would have been a lot, yeah. a lot, lot younger, a lot younger. Liam Neeson, did yeah, you say? Yeah. yeah. And also our Mel Gibson. Yeah. yeah, so it was one recently, yeah, so it was good. Wow, I never really heard that much about that movie, <laughs> so, but there you go. There's a, yeah, a, bit a recommendation for from. They're the movies ben. I like, though. Mm. Ones that are sort of entertaining all the way through. <laughs> do you mean do you, do you like the parts of the Caribbean sort of movie? Is that sort of. <laughs> no, there's no theme there. No, I mean. Right, it's the Caribbean. That, that that's very creative and everything. Yeah. Well, probably not my scene yeah. entirely, but I think you know Johnny Depp did a pretty amazing job uh, imitating Keith Keith Richards. I think he did. He modelled <laughs> that that uh, that character off. Yeah, no, that's fascinating. But do you, and do you get to watch many films yourself, or are you sort of so busy caught up in your work that you don't get out and, and watch? Stuff that's coming, or do you sort of make time to? Yeah. Yes, I want to. I, don't, I just want to keep on top of what these these uh, <laughs> these directors are doing. Yeah, I mean, I think that I'm always looking at films uh, for different shots, and I mean, it's just getting crazy now. Where, I mean, look, it's everyone's so, so inventive, and um, with CGI, it's just pretty amazing. But look, love love movies, and yeah, I'm always watching movies and different transitions and. Uh, what I can bring to my production. I mean, my wife actually, you know, I always shush her on the on the on the commercials because I, I like watching the ads to see what's come out or, or there's a new one that friends have worked on or something. So, so, yeah. so ads are something you sort of pay a bit of attention to yeah. and when they come out and try to look at where they're sort of going. Which you know, it's yeah, how they've how they've how they've told this story, how they've we're, sold we're, their product, have yeah. an opinion on it as well, no yeah. doubt because of who you know what, of what you've seen and what you've been through. So yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, you see some such a variation in ads, don't you? you? See some ones that are just cringeworthy, I guess is, is a good word, or stuff that you say, "Well, that's that was well done," you know? Yeah, I mean, and and when you do see a good campaign executed well, uh, that's that's pretty. It's pretty awesome to see a good ad. Yeah, no, all the best in the future, Ben. Thanks very much, Jim. Thanks for um, having me. And certainly catch up with you again soon. Uh, be at a Valley Chamber event uh, at the end of the month at uh, 360. So, uh, okay, listeners, that's that's been uh, the podcast for today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the From the Valley podcast. 